Back to another episode of Not Your Average Operator with me, Paul Mellon McFadden. Well, here we are, 2021 has come. And, uh, you know, you've seen the show notes, that's what we're talking about today. 2021 game plan for success. Let's have a bit of a, you know, a silent pause at the beginning and a little bit of planning. As they say, sometimes uh, that whole sharpen the saw piece from uh, Stephen Covey. Better off taking that time to get that sucker sharp right in the beginning and uh, get your plan laid down, but get some big rocks in the jar and then uh, see if you can't really get some momentum behind you. So that's what we're going to be covering today. How you going there, fellas? Raf, Mike, what's been going down for you there, Raf? In the prison with the gold drapes? <laughs> you, hear, you hear that laugh? That means, that means F you, Melon. That's what that, that's what that laugh means. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just that's just my voice. It sounds weird because it's echoing off the. So the paint on the walls is made out of gold out here in Dubai, and so just it, <laughs> the acoustics, the acoustics is different. Any, anyways, um, and yeah, under, man, under your hat, have you grown like a whole another foot of hair? What's going on under the hat? Oh, uh, dude, I'm yeah, I'm a mess actually. I need a haircut. It's the first thing thing I need to do once I leave quarantine. You need a more good than a shave haircut. and a good haircut. He's always He's got more- a mesh hat on. You sort of look for John Deere on the front, but it's never John Deere. I, I'm like, isn't that the whole thing? Uh, it's just that it's just a hat. Always a mesh hat though, not like a baseball cap. Nah, it's breathable. I mean, trucker hats. It's. I've listen. I've been wearing these things since since like the early '80s. I know, and you normally got the flannelette on as well. I mean, it looks like Mike has stolen something out of your wardrobe when he moved in. I mean, sorry, when he visited. <laughs> well, I had, I had, I actually did. I took it and I had to trade it in because Raph's way too small, so I had to get a, an extra large for it to fit. But um, it, it does look nice. I think I like it. And and speaking of which, Raph, when he goes overseas, he he thinks he's like this very nice ambassador of the United States, and he's just a good dude. But then he'll just like be awkwardly out in public and he takes off like that, that crap, you know, crappy hat that he's got on right now. And he just slides it on and then just starts looking around for reactions and people are like, oh, no, they know I'm a piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> and then, you know, it just it happens everywhere he goes. And then the grin that he's given right now, the goofy smile he, he's been had and he just realized I might as well stay in my hotel room and tell everybody I'm on quarantine because nobody likes me here. It's all right. Well, the last episode was the last episode was good because you know we just sort of chewed the fat. There was a few f's. We managed to keep the extreme right of the arc clean, but uh, it was a good bit of banter, and it was just in the lead up to New Year's Eve. So, uh, what did you do there, Raf? How was New Year's Eve? You there with all your mates? Go to some. I was on lockdown, so I didn't do anything. (laughs) I was literally in my room in my golden curtains, doing dips bouncing the uh, sound of my voice off my my walls painted in gold it's a harsh thing mike and i both know that you're having a hard time there and uh in hotel quarantine it's mean but it's yeah. still funny for us yeah five stars is really really hard <laughs> how about you mike what did you get up to there in uh on new Eve? i actually turned my phone off for about 36 hours and i just threw it in the corner and uh it was good, man. It just felt like this weight or something just completely left. So I really didn't want to hear about people's, uh, you know, we'll kind of talk about today, but this whole like super excitement for new year, new me. I know, I know humbug, right? You told Michael and the kids that I'm like this, this evil man that hates holiday. You hate, Christ- you hate Christmas. Yeah, of course. Yeah. God, man, you can sound so bad. No, I, I'm just, I just look at it more realistic now. And, you know, I take away the, the business side of it. You know, it's a moneymaker and I, I, I don't know. I just look at my life as everyday thing, not just because the date changes or the year changes doesn't mean that my life just got instantly better or worse. Um, but I, I turned my phone off for about 36 hours. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I let, I let my, you know, my family know and just be like, Hey, I'm going to be out of pocket for a bit. I'm okay. I just, need to turn everything off. I did some journaling, uh, did some reflection on uh, my year and kind of what I've been through and everything. And it gave me some perspective. I talked to, um, 
had some conversations and some prayer, you know, some different things for myself and getting my spiritual side right and hoping, um, you know, I, I get some assistance there because I know I could always use it. No, we and, use it. Uh, what's that? We could all use it. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. But uh, overall, you know, it was good. I, you know, I, I woke up the next day and I just got on with life. You know, it was January 1st. New, it's just another day, man. And keep, keep going and on, on this journey. And it, it wasn't bad. I actually really liked your point around people waiting for a, a specific day and then making a major change that gets no traction and they fall back into previous bad habits and so on. Like the whole New Year's commitment thing, I think is a terrible setup for failure rather than just, you know, assessing your life. Well, it's kind of like, I compare it to like Valentine's Day, right? You only have to show your wife or your significant other that you love them on February 14th. You better not because, yeah, there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure on one day that it has to be absolutely perfect. Okay. It it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just like, you know, if you can do, if you had to do 10 things for someone and you did nine amazing things, but you don't do one of those things, that's what they're going to hammer you for. And it's just like, well, what about the other nine that I did? You know, and it's just, it's just this lead up to something of like this expectation. um, However you want to look at it, it's just not realistic, you know? And that's why I always said, it's just like, I'm not a fan of new year's. It might be a little celebration and, you know, you go out and party and like whatever. Okay. But guess what? The next day, your, your bank account's probably going to be a little bit smaller. So if you're already struggling and you went out and got, you know, hammered the night before, now you're waking up and guess what, man, realistically, your problems are still there. Your, your hopes and dreams are still there. Like you, you got to get up and you got to go back to work the next day. That's just the way it is. And, you know, I, I still have fun. I still appreciate all of that stuff and holidays, you know, cause I've been overseas during those holidays and realized that like, man, I wish I was partying a little bit instead of sitting in this, you know, this hot desert, you know, garbage heap of a place instead of being at home. So um, that's just kind of how I look at it. I always like it this time of year. You sort of get into the gym and you're like, man, the squad rack, what the, f- who are you people? Can't sort of wait till, you know, the third week of January until the gym gets empty again. Back to just me and my mates. Yeah, they're doing, you know, again, I'm not, if your goal is to lose weight or to get in shape, I am not knocking you. Like, very admirable, but stick with it. If you're there on day one, being like, look, I'm at the gym and I'm doing my my, my first squat in 10 years or something like, and you're, and you're on your phone recording yourself on TikTok or Instagram, you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry to tell you you're doing it wrong. Okay. So like you say that and then you realize that person has like a million followers. You hear that silence? That's about what your comment meant. (laughs) I'm just saying you add that, you add some of those squatting moves of the Pomeranian puppy and you got like 1.2 million followers. That's a real salary. Yeah. Do you actually spend a lot of time online looking at Pomeranians, Ruff? I actually, I do follow some Pomeranian pages. <laughs> I knew, I knew that there was a kernel of truth in that. It was so specific, Pomeranian puppies, which are adorable, by the way. My brother, the biggest gorilla in the family, has had a series of Pomeranians. Dude, hilarious pom- to see it. Pommies see are my, hilarious, man. Yeah, see they're, my they're- Hugh walking. We had one time there was the two of us walking down the street. We we're in uh, polo shirts, and one of the collars may or may not have been up. And he had his little Pomeranian that's like two kilos, which is about five pounds. And it had a red collar on and a red leash. And he was he was carrying it. And we're walking down the street and there's a few people looking at us oddly. And a bit later, he stopped and looked at me. And he's like, we should just be holding hands, you know? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it sort of stood out two massive blokes with a tiny little fluff ball with a red collar. All right, so 2021 game plan for success. Want to kick us off there, Mike? What are some of your thoughts you've had here about, you know, opening a new year? And despite the stuff we're just saying about uh, coming out with a New Year's resolution, it is good to have periods of reflection and planning. And and certainly a whole bunch of reflections gone down range here on our family. I know in our online chat and our offline chat, we've done a lot of reflecting on 2020. So just looking ahead 
some of the big rocks, what are you thinking around, I don't know, goals or game plan or strategy that you're thinking for, you know, the arc out into the future this year? Yeah. I've said it before during the five-year plan, Mark, and, and, you know, all this can kind of, kind of roll into it as well. But before I look into the future, I have to look at the past because if you forget your past successes or failures, I think that's such a big thing to be realistic. Um, you know, five years from now, where do I want to be? You know, you can say whatever you want, but then you look back five years and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't have all that. I didn't achieve it. You have to ask yourself why you have to go through and be honest with yourself about why those things didn't happen. What commitments did you make? What commitments did you not uh, adhere to, you know, and you kind of got lazy or whatever it might be. So you got to go back to reflection on who you are now, what you've been through. So, like I said, I did some journaling, went back and looked at 2020 and wrote down all the good things, all the bad things and uh, realize where I am presently. And the cool part about it was, is that I'm still present, that I, I made it through that. So it could be viewed as a big thing or a little thing, but if you are listening to this, congratulations, you made it through 2020. <laughs> like You got to look at it in a positive way, man. There's a lot of people who, God, the, the you know, COVID got them or suicide or depression or something and just completely ruined the person that they were. And they just, in one way or shape or form, they didn't make it to this point. Um, spiritually, physically, you know, whatever you want to look at it. So number one, just be appreciative that you're here and think about, okay, if you live through that, you can take some punishment. You can take some, you can take some hard hits. We, I think all of us, especially the three I can speak for, we've all taken hard hits this past year and had to give up a lot and lose a lot to get there. So appreciate what you've been through first and just acknowledge that. I appreciate the good. I appreciate the bad. Now looking forward is you got to have some type of structure. You got to have some type of goal, uh, short-term, medium, you know, medium, and then long-term. And you have to identify, okay, is this realistic? Uh, I know going back to what uh, Raph said is like, is this even in my wheelhouse before he's talked about that? Is that realistically in your capability right now? It should be a yes or no. It's that simple. You ain't got to get super crazy into it. It's either a yes or no and start drawing it out. So I have a little whiteboard in my, in my place and I actually did a little, a little thing on there. I had some cool opportunities that popped up over the last, uh, I'd say 72 hours about a future uh, job that I might want to do. And um, that's with uh, developing young, younger people and kind of professional development. And uh, I got really excited about it, man. I'm not going to lie. So it's kind of, I, that's a long-term goal. So what are the steps that I can do today to take even the smallest step to get to that point? And I need to keep myself honest and lay that out and revisit that weekly, if not daily, and be like, is, is what I'm doing today going to get me to that point? Um, so basically what I'm saying is I need to map it out with realistic goals and uh, objectives. Um, you can break that down and go back to our mission planning, right? Having contingencies. All right. Hey, if I don't get to this point, what's the contingency plan, you know? Uh, for some people that are out there struggling, it might be paying your bills. If I can't pay the bills this month, what's my contingency plan? You got to have you got to have an idea of what you're going to do. Um, some people are thinking about that. How am I going to pay my bills this year? You know, some people are thinking, well, how am I going to get my million dollar house that I want? You know, it's just all over the you know, all over the radar. It's it's just so drastically different. But if you break it down and think about what the problem is and acknowledge it. And then you got, you know what solutions are. And if you don't ask for help, there are people out there, we stand in ranks, they can give you some ideas, perception, and then you just gotta be open and honest to it. So it's kind of how I started. Are you, are you willing to share with us any of the goals that sort of came up? Obviously, you know, you don't have to open the bank balance or any of that kind of thing, but could you share just so people get an idea of where your thoughts go in terms of overall goal, short, medium, and long. Sure. Leaving yeah. in contingencies and stuff. 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll just lay it out, man. 2021, you know, me, I'm still me. Mike is still the same as January 31st. My short-term goal is to get over a uh, relationship issue that I had all through last year for uh, nine to 10 months. I need to let that go and uh, realize that, that uh, part of my life is over with. And I just need to let that go for one. That is such a huge hangup for me. So that's my short-term goal is accept it and move on with my life and just continue to be myself, which I am, you know, I'm a good dude and, and I'm happy. So that's my short term is I need to let that go. My medium term goal is to uh, get some of my instructor stuff uh, squared away with master training specialist um, to do that, which will set me up later on for uh, a uh, civilian job that's kind of shown its face uh, in the last couple of days. And I want to try to get that done. And then long term goal is I need to prep myself for a new leadership position that will come in a, about a year, year and a half. Um, so this year, this summer in particular, is going to play a huge part in my screening process to go and do that. Uh, hopefully I get picked up, which I am confident that I will. Um, but I need to be ready for that. And I need to put my best foot forward and show people that, like, you know, I, I, I'm, tr I'm trustworthy. I'm respectable. I have my, my, my stuff in order. And you can count on me. I don't think there's a better feeling than for somebody to be able to look over at you without even saying anything and kind of give you that, that look of like, I know I can count on you, but you're, you're going to be there. And uh, I kind of feel like that's, that's how I want this year to define me as is this is the year that he really stepped up and was like, I can count on this dude for anything that I, that I need. You know, I just, I like that. Gold right there. You got anything to comment there, Raph, on what Mike just threw out? No, I mean, I was listening pretty intently until he said he was a good dude. And then I was just like, all right, I stopped listening. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> no, no, I like it. So there's like, honestly, there's really good stuff in there, like appreciating, taking stock of where you are now, having a look at the things that you've overcome and, and really getting present to the reality of your situation, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and being with it, there's like a period where you sort of got to sit and let it settle on you. Yep. And there'll be some bits in there that make you uncomfortable. There'll be bits in there that you're really happy about and proud of, uh, you know, how you've handled yourself. But there'll be some some parts that are causing discomfort. And I would say like those are the areas to look at, you know, where something's sitting on you a bit, got a pressure point there and you're thinking, shit, I wasn't my best there. And like you just said, you know, you're reflecting on and breaking that out in the short, medium, long-term goals with that initial assessment. Are these inside capability at all? Um, well, I like that you said discomfort. Um, so, so this morning was, so I went to church this morning and it was really good, but I really liked the message and it was talking about being comfortable and being uncomfortable. Right. And I've heard the same in my job for a long time, but be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's so important. I mean, on a physical aspect, yes, you can be cold, you can be extremely hot and still still operate and still do your job. But on a on an on an emotional level, a physiological level, it's totally different. And I really like the the example. So there was uh, some blocks and they literally had comfort written on it, right? And the guy that was speaking about it, he's, he's a bigger guy. He's in shape and everything. But he's like, if we see comfort all the time, this is kind of like what it's going to do to you. So he keeps stacking these blocks, right? Oh, hey, I got this. I got this. I got this. I'm super comfortable and nothing is going wrong in my life. Um, he, he stacked like three or four blocks and he stood on top of them and he's standing up there super proud. Like, look what I have. Look what I have here. You know, I'm super rich. I have all this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm super comfortable. And he's up there like flexing and he looks all proud. Right. And then he invited uh, this, this smaller girl out onto the stage and she's maybe like five foot two, five foot three comes over with one finger and was like, here's the small challenge and poked him and he fell right off of his block. And he's just like, that's what's going to happen if you don't embrace the challenges that are, that are coming your way, whether you want them to or not, they're coming your way. So don't, always seek comfort, but accept being uncomfortable. You're going to, you're going to have a wider base, right? So if you're not standing on this thing, on this thing we call comfort, 
you're going to widen your base. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be tougher. You know, you're going to be able to deal with the small or big challenges that are coming this year, because that's, you have to accept that they're coming. This year has the chance to be worse than 2020, but also has the chance to be 10 times better. It, either, either way, if you practice those disciplines and you treat yourself of like, I'm uncomfortable and that's okay. Life is not going to be as hard as it needs to, as it maybe you think it's going to be. And I just love that message. I like that. That's a really clear thing. I think you were describing that those blocks of comfort were like not strong. They weren't firm. You know, perhaps like if you've, if you've crushed something, you've had a, something a challenge a really hard thing you're now putting in a foundation you're putting in bricks that you're standing on rather than a a flexible soft thing that we want you've gone through something hard and now you're standing on firm ground you've got a capability you didn't have before and you've got that ability to bear that load that's coming yeah life life is not all rainbows and gumdrops life is not all about comfortability you know and, and just breezing through life and like oh man everything's perfect no life life is violent life is unfair life is you know all the negative things there's a lot of positive too you need both to to really gain good perspective on like your purpose what you do have appreciation like all of those things you need to embrace the good and the bad um and if you don't know how to then i mean you can talk to one of us we've been through enough or find somebody that's close to you that's been through adversity and they're thriving and maybe they're a mentor that you can look up to and talk to and learn from because you, you have to go through adversity to really appreciate success and happiness and like all that other stuff. Like you got to appreciate both. Yep. Yep. Really good. All right. So 2021 game, game plan for success. How's that looking for you there, Raf? What, what sort of strategies or big rocks or how does that, show up for you? So when I started looking forward towards uh, 2021, I, I kind of did it from the, from the framework of kind of looking back at 2020 and just kind of, kind of looking at uh, what 2020 took away because I feel like collectively, I think most would agree that the best way you can define 2020 is uh, kind of a if you just had to define it really quick, I would say it's, it was like mostly dread. I remember from the very beginning, from the very inception of 2020, we were getting these harsh numbers of the, of the fatality rate that was going to be uh, based off of COVID. And then we shut the economies down. So people were frantically trying to like see what they had in their savings and see how they were going to be able to survive the next, you know, what appeared to be in the beginning, just maybe a month of lockdown turned into several months, turned into a lot of political bickering and um, and vitriol just among, you know, our citizens. So it, I feel like if you could just wrap, wrap up 2020, I think most people would agree. Uh, I would say self-preservation was probably one of the, the best ways to, to describe how 2020 felt for most of us, right? Like we went into this self-preservation mode where you're trying to like make sure that you don't default on your mortgage Hopefully you keep most of your family members alive. You do what you can to keep your community, you know, uh, alive and, and safe and secure. So, so looking at that and looking at the things that I had to give up, I, I just figured it would be a good framework to kind of reshape what I think 2020 could be for me, kind of like what Mike alluded to, because at this point, we really don't know, not to alarm people, and I won't really get into it too much, but our housing market is is in a bubble and it's going to be painful if it pops there's a you know going into 2020 there was a shortage of houses and there's a lot of websites and you can look it up yourself but uh, there's actually quite a few people that i follow that um speak pr pretty profoundly on this whole thing but all this to say that i think that there is going to be some genuine economic pain down the road i don't think it's going to leave us in 2020 i think it's going to manifest a little bit deeper in 2021 so but, that, but that's okay. I'm not saying this to alarm anybody. I'm saying this because you need to kind of approach 2021 with a, a level of stoicism and you have to kind of inventory what you lost in 2020 and come to, and come to that point where you realize like, hey man, I gave up all these things, whatever it was to you individually, 
And kind of what Mike said, you're, you're here, right? If you're listening to this, it's because you survived. You survived 2020. Um, and that should be the framework that you should look forward towards 2021. For me specifically, I, the, speaking about the things that I gave up, um, I've realized that one of the biggest commodities that I ended up losing was time. Time is the biggest commodity that I just don't have enough of, right? I, I found myself in quarantine. I found myself away from my family way longer than I wanted to. Um, and it's, it was, it was a, it was really difficult. It was, it was challenging for me psychologically and emotionally to, to have lost so much time away from the things and the people that I, I truly, truly love. And that really defined me. The other thing that I, that uh, that I kind of gave up was my health initiative. So I've always been really well about lifting pretty regularly and eating really, really well. But for, there was a period of time there where I really stumbled um, and I struggled. I struggled to get to keep any sort of um, consistency. And it was interesting because, you know, every time there was like a new excuse or a new roadblock, I would try to navigate around it. And uh, but it just kept piling up to the point where I just I ended up not, I mean, for, I'd say two or three months, I wasn't touching anything. And I, I had, I started realizing that it brought on other problems too with mobility and, and back issues and that sort of thing. And then the last thing that I, I started noticing that I uh, significantly kind of lost in 2020 was um, chasing money became kind of exhausting to me. Right. So uh and again, I won't get into finances, but you know, I was trying to leverage, um, what we have resource wise so that we could kind of come out in, in our finances, whether it's through stock investments or, or, um, or real estate. Um, and it was just, I'd realized that it was one of those things where, I mean, I, I came out, I kind of came out neutral, so it doesn't really matter. It's not like I, I'm not in a deficit and I didn't gain, but the point is it's, it was literally exhausting. And I realized that it's not as important as I made it out to be because um, at first I was kind of really nervous because of the shutdowns and I really wanted to, because I just kept thinking, man, if, if, I, if I lose my job, I need to be able to position myself where I, I can survive for the next year or two. Um, and, it, and it was kind of, um, yeah, it was kind of taking a, a toll on my mental psyche. So anyways. So Ralph, that, real, real, real quick, would you say that, that chasing that money thing was chasing the comfort? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a husband. So of course I think to myself, if I, if I end up missing today or, you know, I, if today's my last day, is my family in a position, you know, obviously they're going to mourn my loss, but more importantly, everything else will that be taken care of? So I'm always looking to put them in that position. So I'm always literally thinking about what can I do to improve my, you know, my investments? What can I do with some of the real estate? What can I do with, you know, where I'm at with my job and, you know, what, what I'm gaining from that. So, um, but I've come, come to a point where giving up the time that I have just isn't worth the money that I'm making. And that's just, that's a reality for myself and my wife. And we've had these discussions behind closed doors and we both agree that I just need to go, I need to go do something else. And uh, even if that means taking a pay cut, even if that means, you know, not making as much money, um, but then, that's where, again, I, I was trying to leverage what we have so that I can make up for the loss of some of that income. But that's neither here nor there. The point I'm trying to make is I inventoried the fact that I lost these things or that they became a deficit for me, whether it's psychologically, physically. Um, and so now I'm looking at 2021 and these are things that I need to choose whether, hey, can I continue on without these things in my life or are these things so important that I need to get them back into my life, right? I need to, I need to make them a priority. Uh, fitness is, is right away. I can tell you that needs to be part of my priority because I've already felt the difference. Just being in my quarantine, uh, hotel here this for the week, I've been doing my little prison workouts. We're doing a lot of mobility, a lot of flexibility. And I've, I mean, I already, I already feel different. It's only been a week of, of dedicated, you know, um, circuits and, and mobility uh work just jumping in there just jumping in there Raf, because obviously this is this is something that might really help people because you're talking about what you're doing in it is actually a hotel room we're not talking a suite despite the fact that it looks like you know 
<laughs> inside of the Taj Mahal. It's a, it's just a room. So just quickly, people might be able to apply this immediately in their own homes. Like they don't need an expensive gym membership or anything. Like what is it that you're doing? Just broad brush. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, my biggest issue has always been because I grew up flying helicopters and most pilots of some degree or other will tell you a lot of us have back problems. That's not a secret. Uh, especially in aviation, especially from sitting so long and especially military pilots because we have all that stuff on us. But so I've, I've always been plagued with, with, with back issues. I mean, I wake up and immediately I wake up with, I, I wake up to the feeling of back pain. So I've been doing uh, a lot of yoga type stretches in here. I've also, I travel with uh, knee braces um, or wraps rather that go on my knees. So I, because I also have uh, a right knee that I've torn a couple times. I've torn the meniscus and it's also a little painful. Um, and I, I bring bands with me because they're really easy to travel with. So what I'll do is I, I kind of change it up. Um, for instance, yesterday, I kind of just did, uh, I, I just wrote down a number. I, I wrote down like a hundred. So I, I did a hundred pushups, a hundred squats, a hundred sit-ups, a hundred burpees. Uh, and I tried to do that all within, you know, 20 minutes. And then awesome. today I, yeah. And then today I did what I, what uh, is commonly referred to as greasing the groove, right? Where every hour on the hour, I'll do some sort of quick workout for five minutes. So today was, I did uh, these things called frog kicks with a squat jump. I did 15 of those and I go right into uh, one of my bands. I just hooked it underneath the bed and I just did an overhead press uh, on each side. I did that 10 times. And then after I was done with that, I did a plank for, for a minute. And in that plank, I would alternate, uh, touching my shoulder, right? So that way I had to relieve, release one hand to touch the, op the opposing shoulder. But these are all just quick little workouts that I've either thought of myself or I just look up online because um, there's plenty of workout blogs and uh, websites. Uh, but the point is I, I wanted to make it a priority, right? So every morning when I wake up, I have literally back pain. So I focus a good 30 to 40 minutes of just doing whatever it is that relieves that pressure or that pain in my back. And then that puts me in a better mood and, uh, and then it goes into my workouts, but, uh, yeah, it just, it just changes. So that's awesome that you bring that up Raph, because I think, I think it's very intimidating for a lot of people that have big goals in mind. So like physical fitness is such a big thing, right? It's why people go to the gym January 1st and whatever. It's like, I need to be in the best shape of my life come spring or summer. So I can be in a swimsuit or a bikini or impress somebody like whatever. And I don't want to see you in a bikini. I don't want to be in one either. I, I like to go to the nudist beach. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> my point is, is it's like, you know, it's very intimidating being in there. You know, it, you go into a weight room and you got guys like Melon and they're doing 200 kilos. And it's just like, holy crap, this guy can, you know, he's looking at me. He's mean mugging me. What Raph's talking about is, is throughout his day, he's being realistic with his timeline and like what he can do. He can't go and do a thousand push-ups at a time. Like he can't do a thousand sit-ups at a time, you know, like not very many people can, but he's, he's building the small blocks one at a time and he's having small victories. You know, you can't just jump into a war and win the war in one blow. It's the battles that you have to win throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. And it's okay. Hey, I can only do 10 push-ups at a time. Great. Dude, if I was to tell somebody, hey, I want you to do 100 push-ups in an entire day, they're going to be like, no way, I can't do it. And I was like, what if you did five every 10 minutes? What if you did five every 30 minutes? You're progressing. And you need to like break that down and to be like, hey, that's my goal is to do 100. But like anything else, you got to start small. You got to crawl, walk, run to get to that level. And it's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with you starting from the bottom. You start at the bottom when you're learning how to walk, when you're learning how to ride a bike, when you're going up for a business position, like going through the military, you start as an E1, or if you're really special, you know, you start as an E3 because you were a boy scout, you know, like you, you start from the bottom with every new adventure that you go through and don't expect just to jump to the top every single time because it's not realistic. So what Raph's doing is very, very awesome. And it's also keeping him motivated throughout the day. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Really good, Raph. Yeah, so a couple of um, couple of key things that you're actually doing there. So some some short little workouts here and there, some longer ones. 
changing it up day to day, having a bit of an assessment and you're, you're making uh, progress. And yet, you know, also you've got the advantage, you do know what you're doing here. Other people might need to reach out for a bit of help. What, what other uh, things did you take your inventory there with your losses and how are you going to address them? Yeah. So the other one, like I said, was, and this is probably one of the most significant ones is the fact that I realized how much time I lost in 2020. And by that, I mean, obviously being away from the people that I absolutely love my family. Um, and, and that's, that, that one's a little bit tougher to crack only because that's going to require me to have a, a, a career change. Well, I should say a career change. I still want to keep flying, but I have to fly for a different company. Um, and so that's, I'm literally in the process of doing that. I'm filling out applications. I've reached out to people and I'm networking and I'm trying everything I can to make sure that I can, that I can keep the promise, which is I'd like to spend significantly more time in 2021 at my house um, compared to what, you know, what I experienced in 2020. So I, so I've, I've literally made a list of all the things that I need to do to try to land this other job with this other company flying, flying for them. Um, and I've actively been networking. I've, I've emailed three different people. I've, I've literally set up chats with uh, a couple of guys that fly for these companies. Um, one of them was looking at my resume. I literally sent it to him just before you guys and I all got online here. So that's, that's currently going on. Um, I've cleaned up my resume. I've been looking at my hours just to, and every, anybody who's in the aviation world knows that hours is everything. So just trying to make sure that all my numbers match and that, you know, uh, there's no, there's no errors there. Um, so just taking the time to really making sure that it's, it's polished and it's, it's cause you know, obviously it's a representation of who I am and I want to put my best foot forward. So I'm hoping that they give me the opportunity to, to interview when I'm done with this job here in my rotation. Okay, then. So Raf's spending a fair bit of time. He's investing into uh, some career adjustment. So he's, again, you can hear those same uh, steps of planning, networking, allocating time, and uh, pursuing opportunities there. And he's, he's going about it in a really structured way. He's reaching out to people and he's I, c committing into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, good. All right, so you know, I, I might jump in now. Like, I, I really like uh, your points there, Raph, of taking stock of the year past and like finding perhaps some of those pressure points you're not that happy with, and really thinking how am I going to address them for the year coming ahead. And uh, I've had similar stuff, you know, really thinking about big picture, like stuff like looking. You know, I, I love breaking it down into the to the live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy, the Stephen Covey, four parts of your, you know, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And uh, the finances and physical come in the live, you know, like you, you obviously need resources and assets to live is, and, and, your, and your physical body. And, and I agree there with having those two are key uh, things. And definitely as a father, there's a bit of additional pressure, I think, in a lot of uh, men feel, and, and no doubt women do that as well. But certainly for me, I feel um, I've always had that sort of pressure there in my mind. And like, what is it that we're all doing these things for? Like, are there, is it just asset acquisition for the sake of it? Is it just a more like that Western consumerism that we can all slip into of just wanting that other thing, that extra thing? Um, so about 18 months ago, um, Cheser and I got a a roadmap drawn up and we've been running that with our finances. So we've got a, you know, we reached out to a person with some qualifications that we trust and that's not always easy to find. And um, we pegged out some of the big goals and uh, you know, how we're going to trap our surplus and what we're going to do with that surplus. And that's really given me a lot of peace of mind, setting up some stuff uh, really simple, A, B, C, D, A for assets, B for borrowing, C for, cash flow and D for defenses, the defenses being insurance and having some cash reserves for the hard times and some just some really simple game plans there. And I really feel all those things too, Raph, you were talking about that sense of if I pass, you know, are, are the family going to be okay? Am I structuring my insurance? Like all this stuff is, is actually really important. That's part of your legacy as well. So for me, putting a lot of those... Uh, those big rocks and having a bit of a review and look at the plan for the year ahead. For the uh, physical, it's, it's similar to you, like trusting that process. Like I know I'm, I've, I've worked my way back into reasonable shape. I've 
been pushing the iron around a bit more. And uh, I've also still been getting out in the circuits with the boys. So the mobility and strength combination is actually reasonably good for me at, at this stage. Um, wanting to tweak it and hit some some key goals. And I've got some programs that I know that'll work. I've gone back to some old programs there. And, um, you know, there's been some some overindulgence over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, there's a time and place for that. And now it's sort of back back in the straps and uh, running the nutrition plan that I know works as well. One of the things I think when I'm looking forward is, is keeping the plan flexible and having it principle-based rather than outcome-based. Like having been clear what that, if I'm going for some financial goals, what the financial goal is in order for. And for me, it's trading back my uh, money back for time. Like at a certain point, I'm now going to have additional time that I'm going to be able to spend with the kids or with the wife and being clear on what I'm doing there and keeping it, leaving flexibility and leaving a lot of space around the targets that I set so that if there's a certain, uh, finance goal there, for example, I don't tie myself down that whole sense we talked about in some of the really early podcasts around um, not being trapped now by what, you know, 20 year old Melon wanted to do. But, you know, I know I trust future Melon is going to be coming into new and better information and things are going to get updated and I'm not trying to peg him down too hard. So I'm leaving him freedom to maneuver that, that we all know that tactically, you know, getting the clear objectives down to the guy in the field and then letting him make the decisions tactically based on what's actually happening. And that's what I'm thinking with my planning in this planning uh, piece for me is a flexible plan, space around the targets and allows uh, future self room to maneuver. Going hand in hand with that is being okay with future uncertainty. And who could have predicted on the 3rd of January, 2020, what 2020 was going to be like. And, you know, if you're one of these people who feel like you have to have control, you're probably destined for a life with quite a bit of suffering in it because none of us have control. None of us chose coronavirus. None of us chose economic issues or health, you know, losing loved ones. And, and I, know, I don't know any families that have been untouched this year. But being okay with that future uncertainty that there's going to be chaos and there's going to be swirl, but the person you're sending into that to do to like to carry out your plan is is someone that you trust and that's you that's this person that we're talking about who survived 2020 who's come through with some increased resilience and has revealed character and new strengths and they're the one who's going to be dealing with whatever it is that's going to kick up this year mike you know i heard a really good a really good little um i don't know what to call it but it, it was really good you know correlation so if you think of, we're talking about the virus, right? But we can talk about life as well. If there's a computer, if you have a computer and there's a virus on it, right? You don't hide, you don't hide from the, from the virus on your computer, right? It's, it's there it, and it's, it's in there and it's not going away anytime soon, right? So there's really nothing that you can do to eliminate the virus from your computer, except what? You upgrade your antivirus software to, to beat it. So if you think about it and you take it for your life, if you have bad stuff, right? There's, there's viruses all out there for computers and technology. For as long as there's been a computer, there's been a dang virus, right? And every single year, what do you see? An upgrade to antivirus, you know, software, blah, 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 blah. Why don't you do that with your life? Every year, there's going to be challenges. Every year, there's going to be hardship there's going to be something there so if you just constantly just be like well i'm just not going to deal with it i'm just going to ignore it well you're not going to be able to use your life or your computer the way you want to right you you want to be successful you want to be happy you want to keep moving forward and progress so literally think of it as like i have to take these steps to upgrade my life and upgrade my antivirus software so to speak to uh to deal with these things and face face the problem, face the adversity, and you know, and and also too, keep in mind, anytime you're exposed to like a virus, all right. I'm trying to keep this like the correlation there, but once you're exposed to it, you're gonna kind of uh, what do they call it? Like you're gonna grow an immunity, uh, not immunity, but it's not gonna be as hard next time you get it. 
You know what I mean? You're going to build up a resistance to it and you're going to be like, okay, now I know I can deal with it because I've already made it through it once. I can do it again and then again and then again and then again. So I really, I heard that the other day and I, I just really like that. You know, I was kind of like, man, yeah, I could upgrade my, my software for my life. I could do that. Now you got to do it. And if you don't do, if you don't do it consciously, you're going to end up with all sorts of issues happening, right? Yep. So for me, there's this, there's this, it's big chunks in the plan, like some, you know, investing decisions or career choices like Raf's talking about here, but then really trusting in myself or yourself in the future to execute on that according to principle using skills and capabilities you've developed and that they're going to be dealing with reality as it presents. So you're not tying them down to like a day by day freaking hour by hour, the, the whole calendar plan now, because it's, it's never going to stand, you know, just the planning, the over planning is going to tie hands. But putting in big pieces for me in the four of live, love, learn legacy. So live, I've covered. Love is just like committing again to honest conversations with my wife and the kids and trying to be more authentically myself with them in like loving kindness. Learn is uh, MBA completion. I just sent off some uh, letters to... Um, a business college in Australia where I've been on, it's been on pause with the coronavirus and I just want to get my last couple of units there tied off. So I know that I've got a, a goal there and I'm getting the old gray matter uh, churning again. And then legacy part of that for me is investing is having the planned investment of time in conversations with my kids so that I have these key sort of serious conversations. We talk about real stuff that's happening like, my kids know quite a bit about what's happened with the coronavirus. I know a reasonable amount, actually a big picture about our investing and our family finances. It's just like a thing we talk about with them, just a, an overall education. A lot of this stuff's not going to get covered at school. And for me, this should be stuff that kids are exposed to from a young age. So they're picking up stuff like, hey, you know, that money's for us. That's not money to go and give to the, you know, the shopkeeper for the chocolates. Like that's, we're looking at this stuff as a, as a family and as, an, as a, uh, you know, as a team. So the legacy piece there was just investing time and having just key serious conversation with the kids here and there uh, so that those are just routine and occurring over and over. So they're my four, live, love, learn, leave, leave a legacy, game plan for success. Yeah, anyways, you, you, you were talking about the legacy and I was just saying that uh, I was just thinking out loud to myself as soon as you mentioned the legacy and how important it is to, in the legacy part of it where you're just, you have to be there and you have to be present to create that legacy and how 2020 kind of taught me that is how just being present is damn near 90% of it. Um, because everything outside of that, you just, you can't control. Right. So, uh, just being in my son's life, being in my wife's life and how much I accomplished just by being there. Um, but physically just standing in that room and not being distracted by electronics or whatever other nonsense. Um, and it just, it was a really good lesson that's one of the ones i'm going to carry forward with me in 2021 i also really like your, your bit there raf like just with your career that you're able to fully adapt those finance goals for example so because you've, you've had a bit of an assessment and you're like no 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 the family the love the connection the mentoring the time with wife and son this is actually the most important thing of all you know like i'm off gathering these resources to get time with them but hey actually maybe i can get the time with them and i can just trade off i can I can remap, I can lower, trade down a little bit, the, perhaps the financial future, still achieving, you know, a happy life and all that sort of stuff, but really thinking like, what's the really important stuff? Like not playing someone else's, running someone else's game plan. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. You just nailed it, mate. I mean, that's that's literally at the core of my, of, of everything, especially for 2021 is, um, at the center of my world. I mean, I wouldn't be anything without my family. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to kind of change my course, if you will, to try to divest everything I can towards them because that's that's the best part of my life. Yeah, good. It's interesting. It's interesting. The, three, the three of us have talked a little bit about, you know, a bit of skill acquisition and then perhaps shifting. I know there's been discussions around um, mentoring and, and other opportunities. And certainly I think that that's something that, the three of us could continue to move towards, you know, that like that to learn part, like a few key courses, acquisition of some uh, training and qualifications along the way, such that you're then able to 
you know, shift your own career out to where you want it to go. All right, so 2021, game plan for success, roadmaps, you know, mental piece is probably the key. And, and overall, I, I reckon one of the big things is don't be running someone else's game plan. And, and it's very easy to buy into a, a cultural game plan. You know, what's everyone else doing? What are the people on TV doing? What are my mates at work doing? And, and like, there's no happiness and fulfillment in that. And it has to be, it has to be coming from your heart. And I think you're hearing the three of us talking about reflecting and looking back and then revisiting big picture goals and putting them out in the future. And, and some pretty large adjustments all three of us are planning, right? But we're trusting the person who's going to be there in that moment in the future because that person has survived 2020 and has come through in some ways thriving. So let us know your game plan for success. What are you guys thinking about for 2021? Are these models stuff that you're thinking about or are they totally different ones? And we'd love to hear them. So from all of us here at Not Your Average Operator, uh, you know, we love hearing from you guys. Hit us up. Uh, you always got our uh, addresses there in the show notes, but it's Not Your Average Mike 77, Not Your Average Raf, and Not Your Average Melon. We always love a question and we're, we're planning a future live event. So we're looking at something where we're going to be able to put some... Uh, notices out on different social uh, media platforms and we're going to be able to try and take some live questions in the middle of the <laughs> it's all going to be new for us we're social luddites we're going to get the youngest one on board to run the tech that's definitely me i'm i'm definitely the youngest most handsome all the above yeah i appreciate it least hair hey it doesn't matter dude it means i'm seasoned okay i take pride in it <laughs> like bruce willis Hey, like Bruce Willis, dude. Who doesn't want to be Bruce Willis? All right. All right. So uh, until next time, guys, take care.